If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. If you like your private health insurance plan, you can keep your plan, period. If you are among the hundreds of millions of Americans who already have health insurance through your job, or Medicare, or Medicaid, or the VA, nothing in this plan will require you or your employer to change the coverage of the doctor you have. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Find out what is in it. This is America's Healthcare Challenge on News Talk 1290, News Talk 1290KOIL.com, and the News Talk 1290 mobile app. America's Healthcare Challenge is produced and sponsored by E.D. Bellis. Now, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Hey, welcome, my friends, to America's Healthcare Challenge. I am super excited to be back in the hot seat after traveling a little bit this week uh, here on the program. Sean McGuire here bringing the latest information on the healthcare industry, the latest news that comes out during the week, and some commentary that you need to be aware of as all of these changes are going down the pike. Thanks again to our producer of the show, Matt Barrows, who filled into the hot seat last week. If you're looking to hear more of him, which uh, you should because he is awesome, you're going to be able to to hear plenty more of him later this week, as well as the thoughts and analysis of Alan Hager, who definitely knocked it out of the park last week on his segment, reporting from... The South uh, in Louisiana talking about uh, some of the changes in particular uh, with the VA uh, person uh, comparing the weight lines to Disney World. And we thought uh, that was quite interesting. So we'll dive into that a little bit more as well. We've got major things happening in the presidential race. We've got the California primary coming up. I know healthcare continues to be a major issue out there. But the top story that caught my attention this week out there was was the uh, release on Friday of the latest jobs numbers. And you sh- might be saying, well, Sean, why does that have to do with health care? Why is that even being brought up on your program? And the reason is because a lot of the regulatory changes created in laws like the Affordable Care Act and others are starting to have a major impact on hiring. They're starting to have a major impact on businesses. And I can certainly report after a speech in Columbus, Nebraska, earlier this week, where I visited with business owners and executives from their chamber of commerce talking about all of the things, and the president had just returned, the president of the chamber had just returned from Washington from their annual meeting, and I tell you what, this trend, folks, of the executive branch legislating, the executive branch legislating, this is a concept I've been harping on for three years on this show, 402-342-1290, by the way, if you'd like to join the conversation, or 800-577-1290, and I've been talking about why is that such a major, major thing? Why should you even be concerned about it? And the answer is because we don't have any accountability for those individuals that are writing these rules and regulations. And you could actually argue that it should be Congress's you know, role to, to do all of these things. One of the things I always like to bring up uh, in my speeches is when you watch a television show that always involves a... Uh, a form of agency, uh, Alan Hager, you know, maybe I'm not, I'm thinking of of a law and order, but not necessarily a law and order. I was just watching the show, the Americans on FX. I don't know if you've seen that show, right? but it's a great show by the way, but it's always interesting to me guys, how these agencies 
uh, don't like each other. They always have jurisdictional well, they challenges. Have they fights. have turf fights, right? Yep. They, and I always say that uh, they wouldn't even eat lunch together if they were all in one massive government <laughs> building. I don't think they would even sit down and have lunch together. Yet, according to the Affordable Care Act and other laws that are passed, like MACRA and others, these individuals are the ones that are, are supposed to essentially talk to each other and coordinate and, and make all of these things happen. And I would say, Alan... Uh, their execution has been somewhat of uh, abysmal. Abysmal, yes. Yeah, no, I totally agree on that. That uh, federal agencies have turf fights, turf battles. I mean, if you go back to 9 11, 2001, and all of the documentation that could have been found that was missed was because of turf battles. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you, know, you go to Obamacare, and you have the same exact problems with Obamacare or the Affordable Care Act that you do with uh, all of these other things. You have a bureaucracy that's way too big, too many agencies involved, and nobody wants to talk to each other. Their systems, for crying out loud, don't even talk to each other. And that's representative of the DOD and the VA's EHRs not talking together. Interoperability, Alan, was the, the, yes, the term. Exactly. And so how are we supposed to pull off all of these undertakings if they if they can't even communicate? And one of the charts that I've shown, and you might might have seen it, Alan, which was when they passed the ACA, they put together a chart, a flow chart of all the agencies involved, and it's just a oh, massive, I remember, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, the speaker's chart that yeah. was like 100 and some odd different agencies' information had to communicate with each other. Mm-hmm. Good luck with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for example, I'll just give you an example of how it's kind of confusing uh, with with regards to employers having to fill out this new IRS report, which is a report to the Internal Revenue Service, the number one agency in charge of enforcing the tax sides of the law. But Centers for Medicaid and Medicaid Services is also getting involved in that, Alan. I don't know if you know that, but they're actually running push polls and calling businesses to make sure that they're actually complying with filling out all of those forms. Right, and I guess then the question becomes, are they report? If it's just a yes or no question, are you going to say, if you know that the CMS is going to possibly report that to the IRS, what are you going to do? Say yes or no. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's a poll for crying out loud. I mean, nobody gives the right answers for polls. I mean, I don't trust polling nowadays. And I think the presidential election is indicative of that as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's certainly going to be interesting to to see what happens but back to these jobs numbers guys because i really think that this is um almost devastating i guess for for the economic policies advocated for uh by the the white house and and other things and the reason why is all the cost containment and all the the pain so to speak in these pieces of legislation we're in the back end of a 10-year implementation period which started in 20 2010 so we're in 2016 right now so we're on the back end of it all the really ugly things are going to be happening when when this president who the law is named after is off uh, out of office um, and it's going to be interesting to see because one of the main headlines uh, this week that we're going to spend some more time in on next segment Alan is more on this united healthcare concept of them pulling out of even more and more states right and what does that mean if you live in a state or a county that could potentially have zero health insurance options through the exchange, and it's almost starting to go in yeah, that direction. Yeah, 
you know, going back to your comment about the jobs numbers, you know, if you really want to talk and why we should focus on this is the one sector of the economy that increased jobs considerably more so than the rest of the economy was healthcare. Healthcare increased their job numbers by 46,000 in May, while the rest of the jobs were 38,000 across the country, and they were expecting about 400 or what about 200,000 jobs to be created in the month of May, and only 48,000 or 38,000 were created, and healthcare pretty much sucked up the entire room with all of that. 38,000 jobs isn't really a lot. No, it's not. I could almost create that many. That's like what one percent of what of of our citizenship got jobs, and we also saw that the number of unemployed or people who fell off the unemployment lines, uh, and the people out of the workforce rose to an all-time record of over not, almost ninety-five million. So, I mean. Expect the Federal Reserve to raise banking borrowing rates this month above the current historic lows. Well, weren't they saying because of this report they might not do that? Or? Well, I, I saw another one where it said that it, uh, they may raise it from the 0.25% to 0.5. Um, because when you think also from a hospital perspective, the low Fed Reserve makes it less expensive for them to uh, fund their capital needs. So, of course, hospitals are relying very heavy right now on debt financing for expansion. So, uh, more to come on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> something to, to continue to pay attention to. But, yeah, I think a lot of it, I, I, I'm, I'm just going to argue, I think a lot of this has to go with these changing and emerging rules and regulations that are just literally too much for people to talk to. And I'm talking to businesses that are like 10 people, family-owned agriculture companies. Unfortunately, organizations like Edie Bellis exist that can can help them, and and I'm happy to to serve and help, and that's why I started this organization. But at the same time, I almost wonder, uh, should I even have to be uh, providing those services because it just seems like a lot of these things are are out of their realm. And, you know, when a, a business of 10 is really concerned about keeping up on all of these changes, I got to tell you what, folks, the majority of businesses and employment in America is through small businesses. Yes. And, you know, those small businesses aren't hiring. They're not creating jobs like they should. I mean, for crying out loud, for the last year, health care's increased jobs by almost half a million contrast that to small business there's not a lot of small businesses being created there's not a lot of jobs being created uh mcdonald's and other fast food restaurants are looking at putting robots in their their restaurants to get rid of some of these uh minimum wage entry level jobs because they don't want to pay the wage and it's cheaper for them in the end of the day this really stinks for the small business entrepreneur when they're getting hammered from all sides with regulation and let's be frank, it's not just the, the administration doing it. It's also Congress. I mean, Congress is just as much to blame for some of these problems in our economy today as the administration is to blame. Because they're not changing the rules. They're not going after the administration. Or they are, and they're making it harder, for example, like veterans to go outside and get health care. Like, I was talking to a friend of mine. I won't mention their name because I don't want to do that. 
but they were telling me that Congress passed a law that made it harder for VA uh, veterans to go out and get regular care. Now, you give me a flipping break on that because that's insane when the weight lines are insane and we've got problems and the Omaha VA is one of the best in the country, but they can't, you know, it's hard for them to get people out to go. Congress is to blame for a lot of this problem because they're not passing laws. They're just in there infighting with each other. I think they need to pass a piece of legislation. Uh, let's just call it like the, the Walmart rolling back uh, act of all of uh, 2016 in that Congress should just pass uh, a major piece of legislation that goes in. And remember how Walmart would roll back prices? Remember that yeah. little? I think they need to have the we, need a, we, need, we need a leader that will go in there and just be like, you know what? It's like Walmart. They're rolling back prices. We're rolling back regulations because that's what needs to be happen. Yeah. And I was like. This is the final point I'm going to make on on this issue of regulatory thing and how it's impacting how businesses and organizations function. I was in Indiana, Fort Wayne, Indiana last week. Had a great time. Uh, you know what's fun to do in Fort Wayne? Uh, pack up and get out. Uh, but they do have some nice things <laughs> to do there. Uh, our uh, our cab driver actually got in a fight uh, with the guy in the rally's parking lot, which was probably the, the highlight of it, other than the fact that I was talking to a county auditor that was audited by the Department of Labor. And let's just take a moment and, and, and think about it. We've got one agency of government, right, a county county agency of government getting audited by another agency of government, the federal government. They had a, a couple of incorrect forms, W-4 forms, which are very common when you hire somebody. And the penalty was $7,500 for having a couple of incorrect forms. So if you even think a government, you would think a government agency would be exempt from some of these penalties, but they're not. And so at what point, folks, does this really, it actually already is, but I want you to think about this, and you're welcome to share your thoughts here for the rest of the program, but at what point is this just a massive waste of time when we're literally moving taxpayer dollars around from one agency of government to the other? It just does not make sense at all. No, it doesn't, none whatsoever. And it's completely frustrating for the small business owner because they don't know where to go, but they do have an out. And that's called Edie Bellis Healthcare Consulting. We're your one-stop shop to take care of all of those needs for you. Yeah, and it's you know it's going to be needed. It's going to be um, a cost-effective uh, you know approach that we have. We we don't want to uh, you know make this a burdensome thing, but we do recognize that these services need to get done. And in order to to do that, you really need to be working with a group of experts that, that can help make that happen. Hey, when we come back here on next segment, we're going to dive more into this United Healthcare thing. What does that even mean? We've been talking about for three years on this show uh, the impact of these mergers and acquisitions in health insurance. Lately, uh, some of these insurance companies are almost take, stepping away from their promise. If you look back in 20, not, 2009, when members from the insurance industry, the pharmaceutical industry, the hospital industry, and other stakeholders went to their little powwow at the White House, they were told that they were going to get 32 million new paying customers into their program to help offset the cost of those that are sick. We're about halfway through, and we're starting to find that the numbers aren't quite there, and they're starting to renege on their promise. So we're going to break that down a little bit more as the largest in the nation, United Healthcare, the big dog, if you will, uh, is looking at potentially pulling out of almost every single state on the insurance exchanges. What does that mean for competition for you? 
Uh, we'll find out next here on America's Healthcare Challenge, 402-342-1290, online, facebook.com slash America's Healthcare Challenge, and we will be right back. 